Test it out, see how it sounds. Um, say something. Test, test. Alright, drink your coffee, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, test, test. Let's run this. Alright, so today we've got with us Mike Munstead Peterson, a Dane, right? Former football player, spent some time in the States, a lot of health and fitness coming at you today. Yes, it's awesome. We're actually in a med school building here. Our boys team hooked us up. We're on the top floor, overlooking the city of Copenhagen. Uh, a lot of research is being done here on all sorts of health, so we thought it'd be fitting to have our fitness guru on at this location. So, Mike, kind of shoot him a background. All right. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, so, basically, I grew up in Denmark. Always been very interested in, uh, you know, health and fitness, nutrition, and how to kind of maximize the potential of the body. So, uh that eventually led me to playing a lot of handball and then eventually football, which led me to going to the States and playing football for five years. Juco scene and then you went to? Yep, exactly. So I went two, two and a half years Juco, went home for five months, came over, got a scholarship to play D1, and that led me to do some coaching there and went to North Dakota State. You guys know North Dakota State, oh, yeah. the Bison. Big time. Uh, Big time you, you were there with the championship, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like when they won the most recent one, yeah. And you were just helping out with the, the fitness? Strength conditioning, and uh, um, I made sure they got, like, because they have this big nutrition bar, you know, like, where they get everything, so I have to make sure it's stocked and ready for them, and then we do the coaching next to, next to them. And that's how I got a grad assistant job up in Saginaw, where I was coaching up for a year before coming home. Okay, and why did you come home? This past summer. So why did you come home? Oh, why, sorry. Because... Uh, I didn't have the money to stay over there. I was like, I wanted to go home to family. I was missing my family, and I wanted to start my own business. Yeah, so. yeah. and what you did. So you Mike, what is it? Say the next business? level training. Next level training. I work at Next Level Training, and I have my own company that's called Munster Coaching. Okay. So yeah. you're doing a little bit of everything over here. Man, so um, you said you got into fitness at an early age. Like, what age did you start getting into fitness? Because it's a little different over here, right? Like, a lot of people start a little bit later. They don't really learn the weight training, too. Right. In the high school and all that. They kind of right. get, get in it on their own. You really do, yeah. It, like, it's very different here compared to America, where you get kind of pushed into doing, you know, a lot of working out early in your age and do a lot of sports. Here in Denmark, you kind of just like, hey, do you want to wrestle? Or, like, do you want to do wrestling or soccer or, you know, football, handball? And they just get put into whatever they want to do, and it's more of a, you know... Extracurricular? Extracurricular. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you just basically do the sport and you go to two or three times a week compared to, you know, high school or you go right. to elementary school and you play every day. So it's more specialized in America, even though it's not specialized because you play multiple sports. But you get more hours doing sports there compared to back home here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, let's get into it right away. Let's kind of hit some meat because... You've obviously had some talks off the mic, and you're really knowledgeable about many different things, not just the weightlifting, but also nutrition, uh, diet, and how it all plays an effect. So how about we uh, let's knock it right into intermediate fasting first, and we'll kind of go from there. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I'm actually big on it, too, and then uh, we just found out the other day that you're taking part of it a lot, and you read Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour uh, Body, the book. So let's. Uh, what's your thoughts on this whole intermediate fasting uh, trend and, and what it's doing? So I think intermittent fasting is, is a very, very, very interesting thing and a very interesting way for you to, to kind of eat whatever you want, you know, without eating everything you want. But it's a good way to to stay on on track with your calories because a lot of people have t tendencies to, you know, snack in the morning and snack at night and you eat a lot and you just fill your bellies up all the time and you have like empty or calories at least that you don't really need at night or in the morning that you can kind of take out of the equation and just 
eat whatever you want in a shorter period of time. Okay. What are the benefits? So from intermittent fasting standpoint, it's it's giving a body, you know, rest from all the eating that we do. So you basically get those either 12, 14, 16, or even 20 hours, depending on how much you're doing, you get the body more rest, you know, so you can actually get the body to rebuild and repair all the, the tissue in the body. Because it's not uh, focused on digesting the food. Is that what's yeah, happening? Exactly. So you, so you basically, digestion is, is more specialized towards, okay, the body needs to absorb these things and actually get these things into the body, which is really cool. Instead of us just filling it up and eating, eating, eating all the time and the body is stressing and building up inflammation, this way you actually have a chance for your body to break down in all, some of that inflammation. Yeah. Which is a really good way to do it. And you, at the same time, if you want to lose weight, you got to limit your calories. Like more work, less calories equals weight loss. You know, that, that's a basic equation. You want to get more out, then you get in. Basic. And that's very easy when you do intermittent fasting. Because you have for a some of our followers, limit. I think, because I don't even really know what what exactly is intermediate fasting. Like, what is, how does it work? What what do you, like, what is the time frame and all that? What what do you do? So for me, I do the uh, either the twelve twelve or the sixteen eight. That okay. means okay, so I don't eat for twelve hours, and then I have a twelve hour window where I can eat. Or you can even go to the ex more extremes, which is harder. I recommend doing 12-12 first. Yeah, start off. Yeah, so go a little easier because it's, it's, it's tough Like when you start going out because we're used to just eating you know, 16 or even 18 hours a day where you just feed and your body's little used snacks, to getting that food. yeah. Exactly. Like you're snacking all the time. Mm -hmm. But by doing the 12 and 12, you kind of get used to it. Okay, I can actually go 12 hours without food. And then you just increase it to 14 and then 16. And then you go 16 hours without food and you have an eight-hour window where you just have the feeding window, where you eat whatever you want, basically. Obviously, the healthier you eat, the better it is for your body. Like, what do you think your body's going to say to eating a chocolate bar compared to broccoli? Right. Obviously, it's different. So, but in a sense, you can eat whatever you want in that eight-hour period because you're going to have a limited feeding window where you, it's going to be hard getting all those calories that you usually get from eating those 16 hours. Yes, okay. So that's the basis of it. Some people even do like low calories for five days and then go higher calories for two days. That's also intermittent fasting. So there are a lot of different ways, but what I recommend is doing it six days a week where you do the 16-8 and then one day where you kind of refeed or you maybe get some more calories in and then you go back, back straight back on it. Or if you're hardcore enough, you go all seven days of 16-8. And then you just do whatever you kind of want. What have been the, the benefits that you've gotten from this? Like, how long have you said you've done it for? So I got back on it right here about a month ago again. Okay. And I used to be back about uh, six months ago. I'd been on it for a good six months, six to eight months. Uh, and my benefits is definitely like I get more clarity. I get more focused. I have more energy throughout the day. Because I don't just eat all the time. And you just you don't spike your blood glucose all the time by eating. Explain that a little bit, yeah. So you have the glycemic in index in foods, right? So foods are high in glyce uh, like high on the glycemic index, or like foods law, sugar, or starches. So yeah. it would be like bread, potatoes, pasta, rice. Those are just some of the ones, you know, that, that has a lot. Like it spikes your blood glucose a lot. And that you want to stay away from that too many times throughout the day. It's all right to spike it a little bit and sometimes eat more. But you want to stay away from spiking it too much because some research actually shows that the more times you spike your blood glucose throughout the day, the more you kind of, like, it, it takes away from your longevity. 
which is very interesting. It's some study that's looking into that. Like you have because your body is working so hard. Moderation. Moderate, like moderation, and like yeah. with your blood glucose. So, so that is stable. that's like like when you get the sugar high or you get the bread high. Like you get up and then you crash. That's yes. kind of what you're saying. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So right. that's spiking the blood blood glucose and your body going back to homeostasis and just trying to go back, you know, back down. Yeah. So that's why you want to be more stable, and intermittent fasting kind of allows you to do that. So it allows you to just spike your blood glucose a little bit, mm-hmm. your body goes back to homeostasis, you eat again, and you just stay there with less spikes and more of a stable blood glucose like level. That word's kind of hard to say, but yeah. yeah um, I know, blood <laughs> glucose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so you talked about your benefits, and I've actually, I've been trying to do this for the last couple of years, and I've noticed a lot of similar things. I don't eat, I try not to eat till noon. And during the morning, I'm filled with just mental clarity, mental energy, um, you know, like motivation almost. I just feel like I'm in the zone. And then uh, I get a lot of my crap done in the morning, got that fresh brain. And then once I eat, I feel like, okay, now I got to go, I got to take a break. Because I think I spike it, and then it comes down, so I started getting a little tired. And But, I mean, the benefits for me have been insane. And sometimes I've, uh, when I started out doing it, and I still some, sometimes do it. I use Bulletproof Coffee in the morning. Yeah. And that's um, Dave Asprey. Shout out to him. You, uh, you create your coffee. You put it in the blender. You put grass-fed butter in there with MCT oils. So you're still getting the fats, but you're not eating, but it's cheating. But that, that coffee really kickstarts your day, and you're just zoning. But um, I think this intermittent fasting thing is really picked up uh, in uh, society. I mean, everyone's talking about it. It's like the new kind of trend, but it's, it really does have great effects. Um, Amazing effects. And I mostly do it, you know, I like to work out. I'm not like a big fitness guy like you two. You guys, you know, muscles and you do all the health stuff. But I love it for just the mental benefits. And and can you talk about, uh, hit on, you know, what it's done for you physically too? Oh, sure. Uh, like for me, it's one of the best fat burners. I, I, I transitioned. Like the minute I did it, I actually lost around um, 15 or 16 pounds. Wow. Like I've been a big guy. I've always been a big guy. But I started doing intermittent fasting and my body turned into a fat burning machine. Like okay. freaking I mean, all the all these, and obviously I had to correlate with me also eating a lot of bread and I I love chocolate milk in America so you, you cut out some of those things as well, but doing the intermittent fasting my body just became way better at using fat as an energy source mm-hmm. compared to just using the carbohydrates and that's also one of the benefits that are seen in, in the studies that are doing in mice and in rats and in even in, in some monkeys they're doing those studies and they see like how how it's working even better, like they're using fat more efficiently as energy, which is the coolest thing ever, because yeah. we have like, carbohydrates are limited, like you, you have that that glucose in your body, it's limited, even if you run a marathon, you can't run without eating, but if you can make your body into being more efficient at using yep. fat, that's 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 what we want, like that's awesome, and that's, for me, it just saw my, like I shredded down, I lost about 15 pounds, like I said, and I've always been big. I, I went from 240 and down to about 222-ish, just about. I wasn't all the way 240, but that's that's around it, and I'm staying there right now with, with, with a good weight. I eat whatever I want, and I do whatever. Like, I lift every day, and I, I feel good. That's amazing, and uh, it's crazy. We kind of got into the biohacking, and we're going to hit on Tim Ferriss. You're a big Tim Ferriss fan, but kind of the whole uh, this food pyramid thing, and we've been told us you better eat breakfast. You gotta do this. Uh, fats are bad for you. But now all the science is kind of flipping. Like you're talking about, there's good fats that we can use for energy, and and it really makes you think. Like shit, everything I've been told. Like you know what's going on here. Maybe you have to find what works for your body and types. And then another comment I want to make. 
about this intermediate fasting thing, this isn't just a new thing. They've been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, you know, with religions yes. and fastings. And it's crazy how the old uh, knowledge always kind of creeps back in there. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's really cool that this, this uh, biohacking kind of phase is coming along. And, you know, we talked about uh, you're reading The 4-Hour Body by uh, Mr. Tim Ferriss. Um, you want to kind of get into that and, and what it's uh, done for you? Yeah. First thing, you, you want to, like, uh, shout out to the Ramadan. Yeah. Freaking the Ramadan has been doing it big for so long, you know? Yeah. It's going on right now, right? Yeah. Ramadan's and actually those, going on right now. Yeah. And they're very, very healthy people. Like, yeah. it's not like the, those, like, people have all been saying, like, oh, you don't eat, and you don't do this and that. No, they actually give themselves, like, a healthy period of fasting, which is so awesome. And it's been there for thousands of years for them, right? It's mm-hmm. crazy. And that's just one good point of saying, like, hey, it's not actually just a fad. It's been there for a while. Totally. And I, I picked it up from Tim Ferriss, and shout out to Ben Greenfield as well. He's a very cool biohacker. And Dave Asprey. All those three are just, like, some of the guys that I picked it up from and, uh, you know, how, how to use the intermittent fasting in a positive way. It even helped my sleep. Yeah. Yeah, so many different uh, factors and, and it plays with uh, – But so you, you got into that biohacking stuff. Like you're really focused on testing the limits, right? You, you talk about pushing mentally and physically and, and you want to kind of get into that uh, area, which you've been kind of, you know, focusing on because you're really big in the fitness and the health. Yeah, so for me it's, it's always about – pushing the limits and see how far I can go. I'm by no means the best athlete in the world. I can move, I, I'm, I'm pretty athletic, but I'm not as athletic as, as Dez is. Like he's more athletic than I am and a lot of people over in America were more athletic than I was, or am for that matter of fact. But I always looked at the ways where, how can I improve, how can I get better, how can I get those small extra you know, percentages that'll help me. And that goes into intermittent fasting or the right nutrition. So you eat the right things, you're going to have a benefit already against the guy that doesn't eat right because you you recover better, you sleep better, you train better, and you have better, like, you have less injuries. So the minute you, you just take the diet into the equation, it's just a big bonus for you. So you get the diet right, you can get everything right after that. Well, let's get in that diet. Do you yeah. have... Uh, yeah, what I mean, is your diet? Yeah. You know what I mean? You go after after intermediate fasting, what do you, like, afterwards, what do you eat? So, again, let's go into biohacking and Tim Ferriss, right? Like, so I was reading a couple of things in his book, and I was reading about how, how do you want to boost your testosterone a little bit. Oh, yeah. So you want to boost your testosterone, and I think that's probably a shout-out to all the guys out there who doesn't want to boost their testosterone yeah. a little bit. So I've been doing this thing where I make my morning smoothie, which is not really a morning smoothie, but it's something that I drink when I can eat, when I'm out of my intermittent <laughs> fasting. And I basically uh, fill up my blender, put some whole milk in, Three raw eggs. I put some almonds in uh, almonds in there, berries, some ginger, and some curcumin. Ginger and curcumin. I blend, blend that stuff up, and I drink it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I can feel that my body is just feeling phenomenal after I started okay. doing that again. Mix that with some uh, brazil nuts, and you're, you're going. And that's a test booster. Like, that really... Yeah, that literally... T- like, it's a test booster. Okay, we're going to put that... with a boner in the morning. Oh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love the realness. And that's, I mean, the whole... I don't think we're going to go into this right now, but the no-fat thing, I've talked about before, but I also do for zinc, magnesium, yes. getting those supplements in. There, I read a study that was like 70% of America was deficient in magnesium. Yep. Like, it's insane, and the amount of, amounts of... Uh, um, benefits you can get from, you know, supplement. They, Tim Ferriss, Asprey, they all talk about, because sometimes you can't eat the perfect diet. No, it's hard. And so, I mean, money can be a factor, time, cooking it. And so a lot of times you need to supplement with a, 
with vitamins. But uh, we're definitely that that recipe you just gave us for our male listeners too would be really really good to have. But um, I also think cold showers doesn't that raise your in the morning? Like I do a little hot, you know, I do the washing, you know, the soap, and then I. For about two minutes, I try to go freaking cold. And just like ice baths when you were in college, like you get out of those things feeling like you're the man. And uh, does that, that raise testosterone too, right? Oh uh, well, I'm I'm not sure if it's it's proven to raise testosterone, but it definitely it, it, it can increase your like energy levels. So it, at some point, I guess it might actually increase your testosterone. It at some people might have the benefit. I read it in Tim Ferriss's book as well, so I'm not gonna stand here and say let's sit here and say you know it does, but. Some studies have proven that it can increase your testosterone, and it, it definitely increases your energy levels because it, it activates so it kickstarts your mitochondria, which is your energy, like you know your power bank of the body. And when they they get kickstarted, you get more energy. Yeah. Okay. And then weightlifting, heavy weights, doesn't that hella boost uh, testosterone? Yeah. That, definitely. Yeah. Not just like high rep stuff, but heavy weights like squatting, dead, and bench are really testosterone boosters. Yep. Get the big weights. Lift heavy. If you want to be strong, you got to lift heavy. You can't get strong from not lifting heavy. If you want to do basic strength, it's just five by five. Any exercise you do, it's going to be strength. The minute you go over that, it's going to be more hypertrophy and more not so much strength-based. But if you want to boost the testosterone as well, lift heavy. Okay. And uh, we kind of went off on a tangent about the testosterone, but let's get back to that diet. So you, you said the shake, and then we're talking about the fasting. So what do you eat in your uh, fasting period, and why? So... In my, like, when I don't eat? When you do eat. What oh, do you when eat? I do eat. What's your okay. diet? So, so my diet basically consists of a lot of cruciferous vegetables, which okay. are kale, it's uh, spinach, it's a lot of those green and very rich in magnesium vegetables, and that's what a lot of people don't eat. So I try to get a lot of broccoli, try to get a lot of spinach, I try to get a lot of um, kale in if I can. And those are some very good ones to actually get some vitamins and minerals, especially, you know, magnesium through your diet. And that I, I try to make sure I get that every single day. Every so, day? Yeah, every day. How is At that, least so one of them. Does that made a big difference? Yeah. Oh, I feel better. Like, especially because I didn't eat that as much in America and I had some injuries, nagging injuries. The minute I started intermittent fasting and eating a lot of vegetables, like I eat about 500 grams. That means around a pound of vegetables a day. Oh wow! A pound of vegetables. Uh, one pound, yes. Oh. And you can get them for pretty cheap though at the grocery cheap. store, right? Very cheap, and it's easy to get. And it, it, you cook them up. You can even get them frozen. It doesn't matter if you get them frozen; they'll still do the same thing for you. So vegetables. We talked about the shake. What else? Uh, I eat a lot of eggs. I drink some milk. Uh, I try to stay away from you know bread. So yeah. bread, potatoes, rice, pasta. I stay away from it. It doesn't mean I don't eat it. I just stay away from it, so it doesn't eat. I don't, I don't eat a big bowl of pasta. Yeah, I, I might eat a little bit of pasta because I still need pasta. You know, you, you need some carbohydrates, but right. I try and stay away from it. A lot of meat? I eat a lot of meat, yes. Okay. What are, so, what are your go-to meats? Oh, my go-to meats. If I can get a nice red steak, that's okay. definitely like that. That's a favorite, man. And it's a test booster, you know? Okay. Get the red, red meats. It's going to test. Okay, so what should be kind of just give an overall philosophy on your diet for the listeners, you know, what they should do, you know, make them feel better, a, a decent, you know, health plan, in your opinion. A decent health health plan for me would probably be make sure you get at least three to four liters of water a day. All the, wa- the water, so especially yeah. fasting, yes. drink your water in the morning because that will make you, the cravings go down a little bit and you feel, God, being hydrated, energy, you're not yep. tired. I mean, hydration is so overlooked and, and, and it's so big. Well, you can look at it this way. If, if you have a body that's dehydrated, the minute you're 2% dehydrated, 
you already go down to being to losing if you're a performance guy you lose five to ten percent of your performance Jeez. you go three percent it can spike all the way up to twenty percent in your decrease in your performance so that's another healthy factor for you okay if I'm dehydrated my body's gonna send the water where it needs to be that's the heart that's the liver that's the kidneys that's where it needs to be you're not gonna get it to the muscles first everything else counts like what's what's gonna keep you alive is the where the water is gonna go it's the same with the food if you don't eat enough food food it goes straight to where it needs to be it doesn't go out where you want it. so that's why you can't just be starving yourself and you can't just be dehydrated make sure you drink water drink a lot uh, eat a lot of vegetables eat some uh, good meat like some good source of protein make sure you get fish once a week and then drink some milk if you can if you can't it's all right but Get some eggs, get some meat, get fish, get vegetables, and drink a lot of water. Yeah. What about the people that are that are vegans? You know, what about that? Uh, what do you think? Quick thoughts on that vegan idea. So I, I'm, I'm, I have nothing against vegans. It's 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 not like I'm gonna be hey you shouldn't be vegan, but I don't think if you want to be at your best at like your very top performance level, I don't think vegans are gonna get there. I, I just don't. You have to supplement with so many things because. You're gonna be low in amino acids. You don't mm -hmm. get that from the meat. You're gonna be low in vitamin D because of the meats too. That's B12. huge. I take vitamin yeah. D every day, especially yep, exactly. when, when you're not in a sunny um, area, because vitamin D is the sun, right? You get the yep. nutrition's, and that makes a whole difference on your energy, your happiness. Like, so make sure you get enough vitamin D on your day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. That's a major supplement. Yep, exactly. And that's one of my, one of the ones I take too. Like, I take a multivitamin. I take zinc, magnesium, uh, and then I make sure I take fish oil. And that's another thing. If you don't eat fish, even with vegans, you're very you're gonna be very low in, in fish oil, like DHA, DHA, and EAA. I think it is EHA. Yeah, and I've heard mixed things. Like some people are like, "Wow, this is like I feel so good on this vegan," but then all of a sudden, like later into the process, they start feeling weak and out of it. But just from like an evolutionary standpoint, humans have been evolving off meat since the beginning. Yeah, that's what they ate. I mean, some ate maybe plants and stuff, but to me, it's kind of. Like, that's where it gets tricky. But I don't know too much about it. I did it for two years. Oh, I was okay. vegan for two years. Speak on it. Um, and it, it, it all depends on how you treat your diet. Obviously, you're going to have to have more things with you throughout the day because you're going to be more hungry. Because yep. being a vegan just doesn't fill you up as much. Yeah. Um, I slimmed down a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and my I feel like my performance was still the same, but I can feel like during the day where your energy does go down. Yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest thing about being vegan is the hardest part is when you go places to eat. Like when you yeah. go to a friend's yeah. place and stuff like that, because you don't want to feel like Social. that guy that you're that I sorry I can't eat this because I'm yeah. I'll eat this, All right? So it it was a cool it was cool to try out and see what you what you can push yourself to. Like we always say, like being that fearless and yeah. putting yourself out there, but it's tough. It's a very tough process, especially when you're an athlete. When you're an athlete, you need like there's so much extra stuff that you had to put into to like find. To get your sources from protein, That's a lot of time because everybody always asks like, where do you get your protein from? Well, there's a lot of beans and everything like that that you can get all all your things from, a lot of soy and everything. But it's tough, I'd say. That. I think uh, the big thing to kind of wrap up this nutrition diet part of the podcast is, I mean, look at Tom Brady's crazy diet; and it's worked for him. Look at uh, intermediate fasting; it's working for us. Some people, I think, and if you guys agree with this, just find your own diet. Well, work, try different things. What feels good? You know, what works for you? I don't think there's one set diet, one set way. That, that works for everybody. Would you? I completely agree. We're all different, right? Like, so, Des is different from me. You're different from me. I'm different from both of you. It's, it's like anybody in here in this room. We're different. Yeah. So, a different diet for every person. Yes, I think so. You can modify your diet. You can try stuff out. I recommend if you want to try the intermittent fasting thing, yes, try it out. But if you don't feel good after two months, 
get off of it. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't feel the benefits of better sleep and maybe losing some weight and feeling more energized and maybe losing some fat and some weight, get off of it. Try something else. Like there are plenty of different things you could do out there. You shouldn't just be set on one thing. It's like Daz, he tried to vegan diet, right? He's not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. I've tried I've tried going vegan a little bit. I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't feel good on it. So, again, respect to the people that do it. But do your own thing. Figure it out. Experiment. You're young. You're old enough. That, like Experiment. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, don't do crazy stuff. You know, drugs and, and yeah. read some nootropics and take some uh, chemicals. But um, I really think we really are far behind in kind of the diet area, nutrition. There's so many different things out here. And, and the next week, wine is not good for you, but it used to save you from heart attacks. And this week, it's, uh, I mean, it's, everything's switching. And yeah. it's like, it kind of gets in the whole conspiracy thing and maybe, you know, feeding the population, you know, dumbing them down. Because America is the process shit is through the roof. Yeah. And it's bad. But, but yeah, re- really do your research. Try different things. and Because the diet makes the biggest difference. We talked about this. Yeah. The gut bacteria, you, you hit on that before we go on to the, the weightlifting. The gut bacteria, your second brain. Yeah. Uh, just before, just to wrap that up, before with diet, make sure you filter everything. You, you, you like you see, like read about it before you just do. Yeah. It. Don't just because we're doing intermittent fasting and it's working for us. It doesn't mean it's working for you. Yep. So make sure you read on it or you try it out. And if you don't feel good on it, don't do it. Like filter stuff. Figure out what you want to do. Right. That's totally. What we, that's what we did. Like exactly. You try it out. You figure out if it, if it's something for you, do it. And what would be your time frame? You would say for most people. Yeah to try out a diet well the thing is some people they try it for a week and then they stop that's exactly. not long enough you right know? like so how do you I'll, let your body I'll, yeah adapt to, to it and react and let your body like figure out how it works i would say give it at least a month if not two months so at least give it four weeks figure out does this work for me is, is it good for me is it not and then if you don't really feel anything give it another month after that you should you should feel your body. You should feel the difference when you do it. Like you want to do carnivore, if you want to do intermittent fasting, or a vegan diet, or whatever you want to do, give it give it some time and let it, let it affect you. Awesome, great great conversation. So we'll we'll link uh, that that shake you do kind of smart intermittent fasting stuff, and we'll throw that on the socials. But let's uh, to wrap up the diet segment. Let's talk about that gut bacteria because this is like the new science that's going crazy about how. Your gut and and all that, what it makes on your mind, your mental health. People are having like diseases from it and crazy stuff. Yeah, so so to me, it's very interesting. It's it's not new, but it's newish. You know, like we've always known that there's a, a connection between the, the gut and the brain, like the, the gut brain barrier, like you said, like it's our second brain. So our gut is very important. So it's important to keep your gut healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm not an, an expert on it, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you what, what's right or what's wrong. But what I know is that you, you want to eat a lot of, of, of good foods to feed your, your gut bacteria. That means you, uh, kefir, I think it is, or, and foods that are like, like yogurts and stuff like that are very good. Oh, like, yeah, the bacteria. Yeah, right. for the bacteria. And the, the better your, your gut bacteria is, the better you're going to feel there's a good, so there's bad bacteria and good bacteria. Like you can supplement like a healthy bacteria for you. They, they gave it to me once. That, pro uh, and prebiotics. Yeah, pro, yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. And But yeah, it's fascinating that whole thing. And then it goes back to the, the old days or, you know, trust your gut. Your gut, yeah. remember your gut talks to you? Yes. And it's like your brain. And it's just amazing how all this old knowledge, these people were not dumb in the past. No, no. And, and it's just crazy how it's all coming uh, forthright. But anyway, so great segment. Let's go on to... Um, Weightlifting, your philosophy on, on lifting weights and, and that kind of area. Uh, well, to me, it, it, it depends if you're an athlete or if you're an everyday person. Okay. 
for me, athletes, they need to be lifting four to five times a week. You know, like they need to be active. They need to be doing injury prevention and doing a lot of lifting throughout the season and like the year. So you obviously want to do specialized training, not specialized in, hey, you have, you want to kick a soccer ball, you want to kick weights. You know, so no. people are way too, <laughs> Going you know, to break your foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess that's stupid. Yeah. But you want to do training that helps you and, and gets you better. Right. You know? But if you're an everyday person, you want to do, like, if you get in the gym three to four times a week, that's perfect. You'll get in there and you're going to feel better and you're going to get a healthier body. That's the most important thing. Totally. Like, and think what about type your of training would you, would you recommend for the, uh, the athlete and then the non-athlete? Uh, so for the athlete, uh, I would make sure you, you get to a professional. I'm not recommending myself or anybody else, but I'm just but saying. But you can like, recommend yourself. I can yeah. recommend <laughs> myself, yes. yeah. I would say you make, you make sure that you have different phases throughout so it's not always the same because your body's going to be adapted. Your body right. adapts to everything we do, like we just talked about with the diet. But you don't want to be adapted to your workouts. So you don't want to always do the same. You want to have um, like phases throughout the year where you do a hypertrophy phase. Then you do a strength phase. Then you do a power phase. Those are the three very basic phases where you want to hit and be at your best when you, when you start the season. So you do hypertrophy. You do grow and you get the body ready to move. You get a body ready to hit heavier weights. Then you go into strength. And then you move from hypertrophy to strength. And in strength, you build, you build your muscles, your tendons. You get them ready to move heavier weight. And then you move into the power segment where you move in. You get ready to play football. You get ready to play handball or soccer or whatever you're doing. You get that third phase. And that sets you up for success throughout the season because you build that base. Like a good baseline is the most important thing. You right. shouldn't even be doing power if you haven't built the baseline. Baseline is best for everything you do. If you don't have a baseline, you're going to get injured. What's the baseline? Can you explain that again? So the baseline is going to be hypertrophy training. Hypertrophy, hypertrophy is always going to be your, your baseline for everything. That's getting the body ready to move weights. Because not everybody has been lifting weights. So you, you basically do more reps with a little less weight. And that means, okay, you do 10 plus reps maybe. You do 8 plus reps, 10 plus, 12 plus, something around that area. We don't do the heaviest weight because your tendons, ligaments, muscles, they're not ready for it yet. That's when you move into strength after that. Because then you've built the base. You've built that little, you know, a baseline for your body to get ready to move heavier weight. Okay. So that's the problem with some people. They think, okay, I'm just going to go in and max out and squat. And then they, they haven't been lifting for freaking six weeks. And you try and go in and do a max reps, uh, like a max out squat. That's when you hurt your knees, you hurt your back, and your body's not ready for it. Totally. So being smart, technique's obviously a huge factor too with all that. Huge factor. But obviously, we can't sit here and teach technique. We can just tell you the basics of it. Make sure you have a baseline. Don't just go in and max out and do heavy reps. Get ready to move that weight first. And that comes for a lot of like non-athlete people too. Right. Yeah. You don't want to just go in and max out and do heavy weight. Whenever I do programming for people that don't want to do sports but they want to be healthier, it's going to be more reps than it's going to be less reps. Like So you do more reps with lighter weight to move the body, build some muscle. And the more muscle you build, the more you're going to burn in the long run. And the more hypertrophy you do, the more you're going to burn in the long run. So it's going to be great for these people because they're going to get stronger, healthier, and they're going to lose fat and lose weight. What would you uh, recommend for, let's say, our listeners that are getting into it, have been in it, but been off and on? Not the people that have been doing it for three years and working out and great, but the guys that are kind of on the edge and guys and girls. Like, What kind of um, program, what kind of uh, schedule do you think they should start getting into or something basic know what i mean yeah it, it, exactly what you said basic keep it basic don't try don't get caught up in all these instagram videos of them doing freaking thrusters or 
burpees over the bar or kipping pull-ups or, you know, all that CrossFit stuff. Don't get caught up in it. Keep it basic. Keep it simple. You know, do some step-ups. Do some lunges. Do some squats. Do some ring rows. You can even go on the bench and do dumbbell bench, you know. Do some simple stuff. And then do about three sets of 10 reps. That's very simple. And you can do that for about four weeks and then change it up. So three reps, uh, three sets, sorry, three sets of 10 reps, whatever exercise, and then you pick five to eight exercises. You do them and you keep it simple. How many do days free weights. Do, do free weights and do it about three times a week. Three times a week. And then I think the big thing is when people uh, first start getting back into it or, or try to the lifting, it's tough those first couple of weeks. I mean, just, but just getting to the gym, just going through stuff, keep the momentum going, and all of a sudden by you know the third week, uh, a month, you love going to the gym because then you get that high, the endorphins from it, and then you don't want to. It's just it's the habit thing. It takes 21 days, you know, to build habits. Um, but some people it's it's that block just to start, and once yeah. they start and, and they keep the momentum going. Is there any uh, tips or tricks that could you know help them with that just to keep going, just to keep. Uh, should they if their body's too tired, should they just make sure they go to the gym and do a little running? You know, just go to the gym, get there. What do yeah. you think? Make it easy for yourself, right? Like, make everything as easy as possible and don't make it too hard. Don't think that you need to be in the gym for two hours to actually get a benefit. Right. You can go to the hour, uh, the gym for about 30 minutes and you're going to get a great workout in. You don't have to go in there for an, an hour and a half, two hours to get a great workout. Go in, just do a little bit of weights and leave again. Get a success story. Go in, even if it's 20 minutes, go in there, lift a little bit of weights. Do do three sets of 10 of two exercises and you're good. Like you're already won the day. The day before, put your workout clothes out. Put it out before yeah. so you're ready for the day. You know, okay, I'm going to put my t-shirt, my shorts, my underwear, my socks and my shoes. I'm going to put them ready and they're going to be right next to my bed. I'm going to wake up, see that and be like, okay, I need a workout today. Boom, you go to the gym, get 20 minutes in. And usually when we get there and we start 20 minutes, you're going to be able to do 20, 20 more minutes. It's just about getting there. Right. It's so another just, thing to hold you accountable. Yeah. Having your having your clothes and everything set out. But for some of our listeners also, like the guys are, are playing sports, in season stuff. How yeah. would you how, how would you what would you program for them? In season it's it's a lot of people tend to not lift and especially in, in Denmark and in, in some other sports. If you're in college you're gonna be forced to lift. And I think it's one of the most important things to do is make sure you lift in season. Yeah. Because it keeps you healthy, it keeps the body ready and you don't atrophy. Like mm -hmm. atrophy meaning that you're gonna break down muscle. Like you want to just stay where you are, do a little bit of lifting. You don't have to do anything super heavy. If you have a bye week, you can do some a little bit of heavy stuff to just trigger the nervous system and just work the nervous system. You don't have to like get sore and fatigued in your muscles. But as long as you just work and get some of that stuff done, you're gonna be pretty good. You do twice a week, that's perfect. Then you keep like your body ready to move and you you stay ready. Right. You, so, you know that, right? Like oh, you, yeah, you've I know been at the highest level, so yeah. I, you know, most of it, when we get to the highest level, is once you get into season, it's maintaining. Yeah. Right? you got to continue to still move. Right? you still got to go in there and lift. But we're not telling you to go out there and max out every every week. Nope. You know, because that's just going to break you down even more. Because your body's already broken down from the gains. Yeah. Now it's just about how can you recover and Fair. continue on with that strength. Yeah. Right? But for the guys that are red shirt and stuff, I mean. You got them in there. Yeah, just go lift, ahead and lift, keep, lift. keep lifting yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, are there any other major comments you want to talk about uh, this, this weightlifting? Before we kind of go on to your uh, experiences and traveling and, and the differences between cultures, yeah. Uh, well, the other thing is like, make sure you get some lifting in. You know, for me, it's anybody should be going to the gym. You just feel, and it's not even just the physical benefits, the mental. It's it, again it, mental, yes. Yeah, 
It, it clears you up and it gives you more energy. You think like, oh, if I work out, I'm going to get tired. You keep doing it. It's like you, you need to work out to keep that energy. Like it gives you a boost and, and happiness. You posted something on your Insta story about the 10 ways to stay. I think it was 10, yeah. Jennifer Gardner. Yep. Yeah. Jennifer yeah, Gardner, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Talking about the lifting. The, you want to go through that quick if you remember? The meditation, the yep. traveling. You, yeah, so some of the 10 ways. I'm going to see if I can remember all of them. But one of them is uh, sleep, the most important one. If you sleep right, you're going to feel right. That's, that's my motto, you know, sleep right, get right. I think a big part of that, I'm going to cut you off myself. Yeah, of course. Um, find your sleep schedule, though. And when you do it, don't say, okay, this night I'm going to sleep at 10 and I'm going to sleep in. And then you're on 12 the next day and waking up at 6. I think a big part of the sleeping, because some people sleep different. I sleep weird. I sleep in like three-hour segments. Three hours, I wake up, my REM thing, I go back to sleep for three hours. Some people need eight. Um, there's different sleep cycles, I believe. But I think being disciplined with your sleep cycle is the major key where your body yep. knows and it can adjust just like our intermittent fasting like the body it knows what's going on and, and keeping your body on a, a schedule is really healthy isn't it yep it's very 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 healthy especially with sleeping you know go to go to bed at the same time every day and see if you can wake up at the same time every day at least very close within an hour time you know that'll, that'll improve your sleep like tremendously and you'll feel great yeah and that just because we brought the sleep in there and we'll finish this top 10 thing but <laughs> what about the we didn't bring this up, the booze. How big of an effect does the booze play on your physical, your mental, all that health? Because we, we kind of brought that up. Your thoughts? Well, the thing is with, with, with booze, um, it can be very, like, a lot of people have done studies on it. And it affects your sleep, like, a lot. Like, you mm -hmm. don't even get into to deep sleep when you drink, when yeah. you do alcohol, you know? So it's tough for you to get down there. And that's where you recover. That's where you improve your memory, remember things, you know. And that, that's where you want to get down. And you don't get that when you drink. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing is you delay your recovery from, like, from muscle, your muscles. So if you work out, it's going to be delayed, like, muscle soreness or muscle, muscle fatigue. So you, it takes longer for you to recover. Again, so it goes to sleep and recovery. Those are the two major things that it takes away from you. And then you're going to have all these, you know, hunger fits, you know, you're going to get cravings from everything when you drink too. So it's another way where you just add calories from the alcohol and you add calories the day after yeah. because of your cravings. So it's just, it, it's, it's going to go over and you're going to gain weight, you're going to sleep worse and you're going to recover less. Yeah. And going in this, this whole blues thing and believe me, I've been a big drinker. I'm Irish. You know, I can, I can put them down, but since I've been here, I think I've drank twice. I'm almost on like seven weeks sober and I'm telling you, the benefits of because that's poison booze and stuff it's poison mm -hmm. and the benefits i've like had from mm -hmm. staying sober and keeping the momentum you don't have off days the hangovers you know what i mean yeah and, and it sets you back and i just think that that sober piece you know add it in you can you know drink you drink a lot of water right and the healthy yeah. the, the more healthy liquors but go through periods where you go sober and see what it does for you and, and see you know living living without um in the clouds and living uh, without the numbness but Anyways, uh, so the rest of those 10 uh Yeah, let's continue. Pictures. Yeah, let's, let's. <laughs> hey, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, because for me, it's it's important not to try that exactly. Like, try not drinking because it, it, it has a big benefit on you. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not perfect. I go out with my friends. Yeah. I have a drink now and then. So it's great. But yeah. that's how it is. But sleep, meditation, I think it's very, very uh, huge in that. Uh, drinking water, a lot of water. Um, make sure you have a good diet. Uh, be around your family, yes. uh, have good relationships, um, be in a good work environment. Um, those are seven. Yeah, outside. Go outside, go, go for a walk, exercise, 
I'm not sure about Isn't the last like one. Is it like a travel, planet travel thing or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Make sure you travel, true. Yes. Yeah. That's the travel one. Yeah. It's very interesting. But it's true. You know, we've, me and you, our experiences, I mean, you've been doing it and you love it. Yeah, so I love it. So you've had unreal travel. couple of last years. And me too. I mean, I'm starting to get in this travel life. And it's, like we always talk about, get you in the now. It does. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I got to freaking say it, but it's so true. But anyways, great. That was awesome. Knowledge right there. Let's. One, uh, more, one more thing about the workout. Thing, yeah. Though. Supplements. Oh, yeah. Top yeah. ones. Top ones. Top pre-workouts, proteins. Oh, so so my top ones are definitely go with creatine if you want to increase okay. strength and get and better. And mental. That's creatine. It. They've been saying that's good for mental now. Creatine is good for a lot of things, and it's legal. Like, it's not illegal like a lot of people think. It's it's legal. It's a legal performance enhancer. Illegal here in Denmark, too. Yeah. There we go. There you go. If you I know can a lot of things it. here in Denmark, there's a lot of that you guys have to go through. Yeah, because but, but the thing is, creatine is in your body. You produce creatine, and you get creatine from eating uh, red meats, for example. Okay. That's another one for vegans. If we talked about that before, they're going to get low in creatine. It's a thing. Creatine is a great supplement to take. I feel great every time I'm on it. Good testosterone booster. If, you do, if you're low in testosterone, probably because you're also low in creatine. So make sure you, creatine is good for me. Creatine. Okay. I do caffeine. Caffeine is a good enhancer, both mentally and uh, physically. Like, improve your performance. I'm not, I'm not going to be sure on the percentage here, but I think I read somewhere that you can actually improve your performance by 5 to 10% when you take it. Some people it works for, some people it don't. It doesn't. You know, it's the same with creatine. But those are my two top ones. If I if I would put in a couple extra ones, it's going to be a multivitamin, fish oil, and then whey protein if you work out enough. Magnesium. Magnesium and zinc. Uh, those are the ones that I, I take on a, on a regular basis. Awesome, awesome. We'll link all that stuff to the socials and do that. But hey, can we pause this quick? I gotta go to the bathroom. Got it. Hey, Rod and Uncut. Hi, right, we're back. I had to, you know, uh, go to the boys' room. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. But anyways, uh, we're going to kind of go into um, traveling because we kind of hit on it. And so Mike here, I mean, he went to junior college California, and he went to uh, school and, you know, university in uh, the East Coast in Connecticut. Then he uh, did uh, his GA in, in the Midwest. So you've seen all of America. I assume you've traveled all around Europe. Let's kind of get away from the fitness and the health and talk about your life, your journey, and what you've learned and, and so forth. Oh yeah, um, for me, I've I've been blessed and lucky enough to travel a lot and live in America for six years. So it's a, it's it's an amazing experience to just travel, and I love it. Uh, living in Santa Barbara is probably the the coolest thing I've ever done. You know, like Santa Barbara is fantastic, and one day I want to own a house in Santa Barbara, because that, that's that's probably Santa the, Barbara, good old Cali, right? The now. women over there in the sun, but that JUCO life though is not a joke it's in Cali. Did you sleep ten to bed, ten to ten to apartment like uh, most of them do? Uh, no, I actually I was with the host family, so I had like oh, a little, nice. little room. Oh, you got lucky. I lived with four other people, and like the mom there, she was just renting out the rooms. So we'd get pizza like three days a week or something like that because oh. she didn't want to cook, so it'd be just like pizza coming home. So <laughs> like, it's oh, a great diet, right there. I know that's a great <laughs> diet, and then you had to make sandwiches and stuff like that. You know, America is all down with the, the white bread sandwiches. Oh. And that's American right there. That's American as you get right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you, the JUCO, you know, um, JUCO's a different world. I played JUCO. You did. You want to hit on that, uh, that yeah. experience quick? JUCO is, like, probably the most fun I've had, too. Because yeah. JUCO is a little, I don't even know how you, how to explain it, but it's it's a little, uh, you know. It's a different world, like, It's a different it's, world. And it it's, makes you grow up, turn into a man, for yes. sure. You go through so many different things and Cali was not a scholarship you're lucky you got to stay with the family that helps a lot but a lot of these people in JUCO are paying to do it um, 
you know, unless you're in the NJC or East Mississippi, those kind of schools. I mean, it's literally the dirt. Like yeah. you're you're you you grind. You want to talk about the grind? Like that's you're getting crappy equipment. You don't have that many coaches, not many fans. Like you're playing for the love of the freaking game, and then to go somewhere. But um, you had a great JUCO experience. Oh, it was fun. I got to live at my own place at some point too, but I had to pay for it. You know, so all my savings, and I was lucky enough that my my dad could pitch in. Had to borrow a little bit of money, but I did that so I could get D one scholarship. You know, and you did. Yeah. So you balled out. You had a really good uh, couple years there. My and second year, my first year actually wasn't that good. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't play much my first year. Uh, I had to get used to the American culture. I had to get used to how to play American football, how to understand it completely because it's way different from being back home to here. Like just the scheme and the playbook and everything is just so different. Yeah. It's fun, but it, it, I I didn't understand it fully. I didn't understand how to be an athlete. So my second season, I balled out. Like I, I played really, really well. And at my last game there, I had 150 yards rushing and 158 yards receiving. Oh wow! And so. it's it's crazy because we come out the womb and we're you know pads at like six years old type thing. Yeah. And these athletes over here in Denmark, they don't get that. And they know. I mean, like I compare like our Pop Warner had more practices than we do now, and and like the yeah. refs and in, in the same kind of fields almost. But it's uh, it's amazing how you were able to in a year pick up all that and still go to visual one which is so freaking hard for a lot of athletes there and that you were able to accomplish that but so you went to where central, central connecticut central, State. Central, yeah that's a good school they had that quarterback that just got a yeah he went to the Bengals. Bengals. jake dalagala so good school good school let's talk about uh so you're just on the west coast now you're in the east coast whole different world yeah i know moved from one side of america to the other side you know one coast to the other and it's it's like the, the jump was just the weather first of all so Yo. different yes the people way, way different, different. Like, just the culture, super different. You know, they, they just everything about it was just a contrast to, to the other side. Like, I go from Denmark, and I get something completely new in Connecticut, in, sorry, in California. Then I go to Connecticut, and it's, like, completely new again. So you just move, move, move. And then you, you get used to that culture. And then I go up, and I do my grad assistantship up at North Dakota. Middle of nowhere in the Midwest. Middle of nowhere. And I move from there to Michigan, Saginaw, which is completely yeah, you've seen it all. different, too. Saginaw has nothing going on. Nothing. Nothing at all. I've been up there a oh. couple of times. And then the winters? Cold. Very, very cold. And snowy and everything. So, you know, I, I experienced the great weather of California. I experienced the, the up and down weather of, of the East Coast. And I experienced the extreme colds of the Midwest. And... The people, you just know, like, the, the best people are actually in the Midwest. Well, our Midwest, so Minnesota awesome. nice, yeah. Like, they're so nice, you know. They they would freaking feed you for days if you had nothing else. Like, I, I had friends, and my time and up there, I, I didn't have much money left. I had used all my money up to stay in America. So, up there, I actually stayed on a couch for, like, a whole wow. year. I lived on a couch, like, in one of those spring couches. Yeah. Like, a mattress no thicker than, yeah. you know, four or five inches, and... And then I was laying on that, and you could feel like the springs underneath. I lived oh, on yeah. that. Oh yeah. I was sleeping on yeah. that with the springs in it, and I was biking to work on a one gear bike. Is it amazing how the body and the mind adapts? Humans, like, could you imagine oh, living yeah. like that right now? And you did it, and you probably by a couple months it was like just normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got completely into it, you know, because I, I wanted it so bad. Like I, I didn't have much money. I got paid, what was it, four hundred bucks every two weeks. And that was nothing. And then I had to pay for school and I had to find money somehow. I, like the Danish government didn't support it because they didn't, like, it wasn't accredited the same way. So I had to find money somehow. So I had to, to work for people there whenever wow. I had time. But I worked, like, Monday to Friday, we worked 12 to 14 hours a day in the office with the strength and conditioning. And it was just long hours. And then when we had football games, you know, we had to be there on 
Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for games. And then you only have one day off and you go back to it. And I had my own teams I had to coach, you know. So that was, it was tough. It was that, that GA life is something else. Yeah, I, I could I, never do it. I got a lot of buddies doing it right now. but And then it's such a contrast from Denmark and the work-life balance you guys hear to going to the American work ethic where yes. they don't care about your, your after work. You work. That's your life. Yes. And it's... Because your hours here are our hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what else is going on in your yeah. life. You're going to get your work done you, here. You get no your boots tied. Yeah. You tie your boots. You put your head down. You freaking work. Right. So. It really is how it is. It, it, and in America, so the difference is you can be poor. You can't really be poor in Denmark. Yep. Know? Like in Denmark, you, you can be poor, but it, there's going to be governmental support. You're taken care of. You're taken care of. You know, if, if you're poor, it's your own fault. You're going to find a job or you're going to get money from the government. So if, if you spend your money wisely, you can't be poor here. In America, you can be freaking poor. You have to be on food stamps and you can... They're going to kick you to the curb. Yeah. Yep. They're going to make sure that you struggle. That's, that's the, that's the trade-off with the freedom and, you know, who we are and there's some things wrong, some things not, but would you learn from that American, you know, the American spirit, the experience and would you take back to Denmark? I probably took the the openness, you know, that the, the it's okay to talk to everybody, you know, say hi. And, and in Denmark, it's it's almost frowned upon if you say hi to somebody you don't know. In America, it's like you smile at somebody and say, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> you know, it's just a "what's up." You know, it's it's a "what's up" and they "hey, what's up back." You know, I think that's great. That creates a good culture of, of togetherness. And some people even like when they don't know it, they call it fake togetherness. Like even uh, like you know Danes, they call oh these Americans, they're just like saying, "Hey, what's up?" It's so fake. And I'm like, you know what? It's not fake to them. Like no. in America, it's like it's hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, they're, they're generally, like genuinely, they're they're actually interested in some people. And I, I I find that every time I go over there, I really click back into it. And you know, you talk, I talk to people on a train, I talk to people in the airport. You know, it's like hey, how you doing and everything. And you kind of go back look back to it a little bit here in Denmark where you don't talk to people, but I try to stick with it. Just talk to people. Just yeah. be be open and the work ethic for sure. College life awesome it teaches you so many things because it's so different but life independence like yeah. that's definitely what i got from it like i don't want help from i want help from some other people but i don't want you know i don't want to rely help. yeah, yeah i don't want to rely on people i want to be on my own i i I'm, i don't mind asking for help like i don't mind that but i, I want to be on my own i want to do my own thing <laughs> that's cool so it was a great experience huh oh i loved it it was worth every penny Worth all the money that I got in debt yeah. that I finally got paid off. <laughs> okay, he's out of Blessed debt up. now. Yeah, blessed up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What, what is, what's it like working with with athletes over here compared to what it was like in the states? Oh, it's tough, man. It's so tough because they don't have the mentality of Americans. You know, like they. they no, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna like generalize and say that everybody's like that, but a lot of people here in Denmark are that they they can't take that you get a little hard on them or mm-hmm. that you that you tell them. This is what you need to do, and, and they don't they don't understand the, the work you need to put in sometimes, and because they they think they know better, you know that, that's that's a little bit. I mean, you have the same thing in America, but you encounter it here in, in Denmark a little more. So it's yeah. like you you have to really push them and say, hey, you need to be working out, you need to be doing these things as an athlete if you want to get better. You can't just be oh, I'm just gonna show up and then be great. It's the competition, right? Because you yeah. guys are so like giving to one another, and no one's better than anyone else, but. Kind of America, it's like no, we're we're gonna be the best we can be, and we're competing versus everything and everything we do, and just a competitor. That's what I've really felt the difference here is. No, yeah, let's win, but it's not like I'm gonna kill you to win. No, like that's kind of I think a big difference. Would you agree? 
Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. You could, but you could even see the difference when we uh, we played the towers the other night. You guys played them. You lost. You have those killers on towers. You yeah. have a couple of you have a couple of athletes that are wired differently. You know? Yeah, they're wired like, okay, fuck you. I don't give a shit what you say, you do, how you look. I'm just gonna get down to business and I'm gonna do this. And they're dirty. They they hit wherever they can. And you need those people. You need those on a team. And you don't have a lot of them in Denmark compared to America. Like in America, you have all these guys that are, you find them bragging, you find them being, you know, you know, cocky and all this, but you see how great they are. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Like Odell Beckham, I know he might be a pain in the ass, but he backs his talk up. Yeah. Right. Like he backs that shit up. Darrell Revis, a great yeah. example, you know, he talks about being the best and he was the damn best. Yeah. You, you need those competitors on the field and you don't have as many in Denmark. Like, cause it's everybody, you know, be nice and yeah. have fun and all that. Oh. You, you need to be an asshole sometimes. And it's, right. that's kind of how America is on the world stage. Like everyone looks at us all they're ignorant and they don't care about nothing but themselves and all that. And there's a lot of, first of all, America's a melting pot, a lot of different people, but our attitude is like, yo, we're the best and we don't care who, who says anything else and we're going to keep doing what we do. And not saying we are the best and everything, but look at our GDP. You know, look at it. We have military bases around the world. Like, you know, you look at the map and all that. And so our attitude and our kind of, you know, who we are has resulted in a lot of good things and some bad things. But I really do think that's a big difference with Americans that I've seen so far with Europeans is that we're we're out to just be everything we can possibly can. We don't, we're competing. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. And it's it's a contrast compared to Denmark. Yeah. Know? Like sometimes it can get too much too. Yeah. Like you, whenever you need something a little more from Denmark, you might also need a little bit like less from America. Oh, you know? totally, hundred percent. Because you have that you that balance, yep. and that's how it is. Yeah, totally. Um, let's uh, start plugging your stuff because we're so happy you came on, and we're actually talking to Mike outside of this about maybe uh, working with Bold Perceptions and helping out our listeners with some discounts. So let's uh, get into what you're doing now, the business you've started, and and what your plans are in the future. Yeah, so right now I, uh, I write uh, online programs and I do one-on-one uh, coaching and I do athletic training for solo gold diggers. So I'm the uh, strength and conditioning coach for them. Uh, besides that, I um, I work for work out in uh, Northwest, Copenhagen Northwest, and that's where I have my one-on-one clients in at next level training. Uh, my company is called uh, Mental Coaching, and so if anybody is interested in getting one-to-one coaching or writing up a strength and conditioning program or just a a basic strength program, feel free to contact me. We can maybe even hit up a little discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely we'll, get that set we'll up. We'll figure that out for sure. and Figure and, out a code for everybody. And partner up type deal. But um, let's, uh, what's kind of the main gist of, you know, just the one-on-one training? Do you get more into it? or And then kind of the future, what do you want to do? Create a gym? Uh, do you have plans? Like, what's going Uh, For the future, I would like some of the, one of my big, very big goals are definitely probably have my own gym. I'm not sure about that yet, but my big, big goal is be a speaker. speaker. I want to be out, talk to people. Just it doesn't have to be big crowds. I could, I could speak in front of 20 people, and if you can help one person in that group, you've already won. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm out here to try and help and improve lives for people. So that that's that's my little agenda. What uh, makes uh, your one-on-one, your strength training, and all that kind of more unique than to your competitors? Do you Focus more on the personal relationships, um, you know, motivating them because each people's different. You know, how do you really separate yourself? So for me, I, I would say I separate myself by making sure we have a personal relationship. It's not going to be just a trainer and, and trainee. It's going to be you and me. We have a relationship and we build a relationship, you know. And then I want to make sure that 
you know the right things for diet and training and everything. It's, you're not just going to come in and be a zombie. I want to teach you about this stuff mm -hmm. so you can go out and be on your own. I don't want you to just be, okay, come in here, lift weights. Okay, I need to eat broccoli. Go bye-bye. Yeah, like a robot. You know? right. yeah. And depending on you, yeah. you want to so teach them. Exactly. Like, I want you to be independent. Like, I want you to go out and be able to lift on your own, eat on your own, so I don't have to train you forever. No. Like, that, that's, that's the thing for me. I'm not just here to make money. I'm here to make people better and make sure they learn stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, sweet. We'll plug everything. I think it was an awesome uh, conversation today, and we really appreciate you coming on. We look forward to kind of creating maybe a partnership between the, the two bold perceptions oh, sure. and, and your, your business got going on. So uh, any final comments here, like a life lessons, some big quotes? Uh, uh, well, if I had to say one thing, it's make sure like you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's probably my one thing because the better Deep. people you spend spend time with, the better you're going to be yourself. Are they really your boys? Exactly. And then one thing, people can reach me on Instagram yep. or say Twitter. All. Say it all. Facebook. At, yeah, what's wherever. your ad? We'll, so we'll link it to. So my ad is uh, Coaching and they'll link it in the bio so people can find me there For sure. on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. We always tag you. I always tag you on my stuff just because I, you know, I like to challenge you on working out and stuff. But yep, we always I haven't, haven't been on it in a while. <laughs> been with the injury in season and stuff. So. Yeah, no, that's what happens sometimes. We'll get back to it. We'll, we'll definitely right. get back to it. Well, hey, awesome. Yeah. Great, great segment. Appreciate it a lot and uh, best of luck to what you got going on. Yeah, hey, thank you guys. Awesome. Fun day. <laughs>